Hi everyone, this special episode of Zojo Talk was recorded live as part of XTC Anywhere on April 28th. This is the engineering Q&A. Let's start with some introductions. Hi, I'm Travis Hill and I've been here at Zojo since 2013 when uh, Zojo itself came out. I've been a user of the product itself for about 20 years since the early days. Uh, not only do I use Zojo every day to help build Zojo itself, but I use it to build apps that help me track my movie collection and keep my musical instruments in sync with each other. Hey everyone, my name is William Yu and I've been working at Zojo in Austin, Texas for almost 20 years now. I'm originally from Edmonton, Alberta, Canada, so I decided to bring some snow and a cold friend with me as a matter of what I'm missing now that I live here in Texas. So I was up in Canada where I started coding my own basic language and by code compiler targeting Windows and Linux. Um, so coming here and working for Zojo was a natural fit for me. It's great to see how far Zojo has come since the time it started when we only supported the PowerPC Mac um, and Windows 98 to now supporting Intel and M1 Macs, uh, Linux, Raspberry Pi, iOS, web, and now Android. And I'm hopeful that I'll be around to see um, the many other platforms and architectures will support in the future. Hi from Castellón, Spain. My name is Javier Menendez. And I joined the engineering team two years and a half ago. Since then, I've been working mostly in the PDF document, also in the crypto module and other parts of the framework. More recently, I started to work also in the IDE. And in addition to that, I'm also helping in marketing for Spanish countries. Hi, everyone. I'm Ricardo Cruz, the newest member of the Soyo Engineering team. I'm from this island, Tenerife, which is one of the Canary Islands in Spain. I've been working for Soyo for only two months and I will be focusing on the Soyo web framework. I really hope you enjoy the new features that we will be shipping on the next releases. Hey everyone, I'm Paul Lefevre, one of the software engineers here at Zojo. I've actually been at Zojo for over 10 years now. These days I primarily work on Android and the IDE, but as you've heard from all the others, we wear a lot of hats around here. I've actually been using Zojo for over 20 years, uh, pretty much right after I got my first Macintosh in 2001 or so, I believe. I've been creating software professionally for nearly 30 years as a variety of, in a variety of roles, uh, developer, architect, project manager, consultant, et cetera, et cetera. And in fact, I'm so old that one of my favorite hobbies is retro computing. And you can see some of my collection right here behind me. All right, so to remind everyone, if you have a question, use the Q&A button on your Zoom toolbar to type that in. And we will go through those in a moment. I will pull questions from there and read them to the team to answer. Uh, but before we dive in, I wanted to give everyone uh, just a brief engineering status summary, so to speak. Uh, so as many of you have seen, we just shipped uh, release uh, 2022 release one in April. And there were a lot of big changes there. Uh, there's new docs, of course. Uh, there's a new build process, iOS on device debugging, code assistance, all uh, new things that uh, people seem to really like. Release 1.1, which fixes a few bugs in R1, is currently in final candidate, and we expect to ship that next week. 
And of course, we are currently working on the next release, 2022 release two, and have been for a while now. So just a little bit, bit of background for you. In addition to the ongoing feature branches that can take months or years as we work on them, general work for the next release starts when a release itself goes into pre-release testing. So for example, while 2022 R1 was in pre-release testing, we were fixing its bugs, but we were also working on 2022 R2 at that point and getting that prepped so it would be ready to roll when the appropriate time comes. And of course, we continue to work on the other big things that uh, get rolled into subsequent releases as they become ready. And I just checked before this, and 2022 R2 already has over 100 items in the release notes. Uh, let's see. And as you're aware, in the last few years, we made a lot of changes to Zojo. And we want to make sure these changes work well for you. So to that end, 2022 R2 is focusing a lot on bug fixes, IDE quality of life improvements, and framework enhancements. And although I can't say when things will ship, I can say when they won't. So before someone asks, Android will not be shipping in 2022 R2. And to better focus our efforts and ensure quality, we are going to be limiting upcoming releases to focus better and have um, fewer significant major new features. So what we're trying to do here is have a better mix of fixes and enhancements and improvements to the software in addition to the new stuff that people find so exciting. So hopefully you'll like what you're going to see going forward. So you should expect to see a pre-release of 2022 R2 sometime in late May, probably about a month from now-ish. And, you know, just, just as you know, you know, we're doing this here. Uh, we're trying to be and improve transparency as best we can. So for an example of this, you can see what we've been doing with Android and how it's progressed. In the past, for a project like Android, we probably would have kept all that in-house until it was ready to go into a release. But this time we decided back in November to put pre-releases out of Android, even though we knew it wasn't imminent, so that we could get a lot of feedback early. Because in the past, if we keep everything in-house and push it out much closer to release, it's very late. Any uh, feedback we get makes it hard to make changes because things are more committed and farther down the line. So uh, you can look at that as a process for how we're starting to put stuff out a little bit earlier, get feedback from the community, allow you to see our progress, and, and see what we're working on. And we, help, we think this will really help with the general releases and keep things on schedule a bit better than uh, some of the delays that we've run into in the past. So that's just a little bit of background on what we do here in engineering and what we think we're going to be doing going forward. And lastly, before we jump in, I just want to thank everyone that's here. Thank you all so much for using Zojo. Speaking for all of us up here and everyone else at Zojo, we greatly appreciate it. And with me rambling like that, that gave people plenty of time to type things into the Q&A window. So now I can go over there and see what we have. So uh, Martin likes to start things off with a nice, uh, simple question. And he says, where can we get those stylish new Zojo team shirts? So everyone show off your team shirt here. I've got a team Zojo shirt on. And the best way to get these is to uh, do something fun, interact with us on social, um, you know, uh, 
they love sending out, Dana and Alyssa love sending out uh, prizes like this to people that uh, are in the community. So do something like that. Attend uh, one of the, our get-togethers. Uh, you probably heard we're doing a Zojo retreat in September in Nashville. I can guarantee you people that go to that get lots of goodies. Uh, let's see here. Uh, and I may butcher some names when I read these, and I'm going to apologize. But uh, JY here is saying, uh, who is the database guru at the Zojo team? Well, I don't want to be the one that answers everything. So I'm going to let Travis say what he feels he wants to say about that particular question. Well, I don't know if you, we could say there is a database guru because all of us have experiences with multiple kinds of databases. In fact, in a past job, I trained DBAs on several different database platforms. Now, work on the database plugins. William does a lot of that, but all of us have a lot of different database experience on a lot of different database platforms, I would say. Yes, I got to agree with that. Uh, prior to coming to Zojo, the database I probably worked with the most was Oracle, of all things, uh, maybe a bit of Microsoft SQL Server. Uh, I'm really happy I don't have to use Oracle at all these days, but uh, I have used that a lot in the past. Let's see. Uh, Mike here has a question. He's been using Zojo for a long time. And his question, just scanning it here, it's a little longer than the others. Uh, asking about Android. Uh, and building a mobile project, uh, we'll be able to click the build button and have Zojo build what I need for both iOS and Android. Ah, okay. So that question is essentially about uh, the project types. And when Android first uh, ships, or when the way it works now, is uh, Android is a separate project type from iOS. Uh, eventually, it will be a single mobile project type and you would be able to do much like you can with desktop and just check little boxes for whether you want to build for Android or iOS and hit build and then we'll do its thing. But it is not quite there yet. We do want to get it there, but in order to get this first release out, it, uh, it is a separate project type. All right, uh, let's see, go up to Jost who has a pretty simple question. Who is working on web-related stuff for Zojo? And I'm going to let our new guy maybe say some of the things he's working on for web-related stuff in Zojo. Ricardo, what do you gonna want to say about that? I am working the web edition. Um, I think uh working uh, before Sojo, I've been working with a lot of different uh, frameworks uh, like you know Django, Ruby on Rails. Uh, on the front end side, I've been working with Angular, React. Um, I can bring a lot of uh, good parts from other things uh, into the Sojo framework, which is already great and has been improving uh, through these uh, last two years uh, of this uh, second version. Um, yeah, I'm, I really hope to, to start shipping more changes, uh, more fixes and new features. Um, I think you will love the next version, the, the R2. 
which uh, will come with uh, really great things. Okay, thank you. Uh, let's see, your next question here is again from Martin. And he is asking about an item that is on our public roadmap. And it is the modern UI for Windows item that's on the roadmap. And he's wondering if maybe William could just touch on what that might actually mean exactly. Yeah, happy to. Um, at the current moment, we are researching this. Um, but if you guys are familiar with the uh, Mac OS Carbon to Cocoa transition, we had two frameworks back then, one to support Carbon while we worked on Cocoa. And so I imagine this will be a very similar transition on Windows where we'll continue to support the Win32 framework. Um, and then we'll slowly transition to WinUI. Um, and when the time comes to switch over, um, that option might be done away with. But for a good while, at least, you'll probably see two frameworks on Windows. But um, again, this, this is a long-term roadmap, so we're still researching all the possibilities there. So that's all I can offer at the moment. All right, great. Uh, let's see, Jay is asking about um, API 2 and the uh, urgency or need to upgrade any deprecations that he gets in relation to that. And uh, there is in the analysis warnings box, uh, I think at the bottom, there's one that says API2 related or something like that, that you can turn off if you don't want to see the deprecations related to API2 stuff, or you can turn it on and you get the full list of deprecations. Uh, but there is no real rush to upgrade or update the code that is getting API2 deprecations um, because those things are sticking around for a long, long time. We, uh, we like the new stuff. We prefer the naming for the new stuff. We try to use it whenever we can. We're obviously using all our examples, all our blog posts and everything like that. But, you know, we recognize people have years and years of code made with Zojo, uh, including us. We, we here at Zojo have years and years of code made with Zojo. So, uh, yeah, those old things are going to stick around and uh, continue to work for a long time. Uh, let's see. Speaking of that, Jost is asking, uh, are we going to be doing another big swath of deprecations in future releases to come? Uh, I, I, again, I don't want to answer everything, so I'm going to let Travis uh, answer that one. Uh, well, while we can't predict the entire future, I will say that uh, API 2 was a large transition that we made with a plan for it uh, to take us into the future for many years to come. So uh, we don't currently have plans to uh, have that kind of uh, shift happening uh, in the near term. Uh, we're happy to be adding some other features now and some other things that wait it on the API 2 transition. But now that that's mostly complete, uh, we're able to move on to those. Yeah, I don't think you're gonna be seeing a such a big bunch of things deprecated in one chunk like we did that time. A few things here or there, possible. All right, see, Wayne here is asking about, uh, let's see, working in web layouts, uh, it takes some time for him to do the layout and then run to test what it looks like in a browser and stuff like that. 
And he's wondering if there are plans to be able to view uh, what the UI result might look like without actually having to build the app. So essentially, I guess, without having to run it in the browser to see what it renders out as, but to see have more of a live rendering within the IDE itself. I can't really speak to that. I, I, I don't know how practical that even is. Um, does anyone want to volunteer to take a stab at talking about what that might mean? Well, um, probably not at the moment, but uh, maybe in the future we can start linking the, the browser uh, using live reload uh, in order to achieve that. But at the moment, uh, I don't think in the short term we will have something related to that. But it would be really nice. Yeah, I mean, certainly, I mean, browser rendering is very complex. So it's not like you can just say, "Oh, let's just throw a browser renderer into the IDE and let that roll." I mean, even then, you know, which one would you pick? Uh, so yeah, there's a lot of complications with that. But I, as Ricardo says, you know, if, if there's ways that we can make things render more accurately in the IDE, we always try to work towards that. Uh, let's see, Stephen is asking about ZojoScript on mobile. And what would its status or future be regarding that? Um, well, I can say at least on iOS, uh, ZojoScript on iOS, I'm pretty sure would violate the App Store agreement. Travis, can you correct me if I'm wrong on that? Uh, yeah, we can't compile code in general. There, there have been a few ways that they've loosened that up recently, but uh, the last time that we checked, let's say, we weren't able to do the whole Sojo script on iOS yet. Now, we do keep monitoring the App Store rules. Um, and if that changes, um, obviously, you can see that we do have uh, Sojo script for ARM today on Apple Silicon, et cetera. So it's technically possible, but that's really kind of a policy thing with Apple right now. All right, let's see. Martin here is asking if we might have an anecdote we can share uh, regarding a headache during Android development. Just one? <laughs> well, the anecdote I will share is one that I spent most of last year working on, which is hitching up uh, the Zojo debugger up to the ability to debug uh, apps running on Android. Uh, that was a headache and a half. I thought I was losing my mind at multiple points throughout the year last year. Um, so yeah, that, that's pretty high on my list. Travis, you get anything? Um, I'll just say it's been interesting working on the transpilation process. Um, the way we do compilation on Android is uh, unique because we decided we wanted to follow Google's guidelines, um, have these applications uh, be constructed the way that Google uh, wants them to be, which is not a format that LLVM, our existing compiler, uh, emits. So we've had to do a lot of special things in the framework and compilation process to make it work. And that's been a fun journey. Depending on your definition of fun. <laughs> 
All right, let's see, move on here. I got a question from Andreas uh, asking about workers and if we have uh, any thoughts or plans for getting those hooked up to use with uh, web projects. And I can touch on that briefly. Uh, we do at some point intend for that. They are designed so they will work with web projects, but we have not put together an official design or started on that at this point. Um, so that is something we want to get to, but at this point is not imminent. And let's see, Stephen is asking if there are any specific upcoming debugger enhancements that uh, we are thinking about. And I don't know, I'm gonna let Travis jump into that. I don't think we have anything specific in the roadmap at the moment, but there are things we've been thinking about. Yeah, I will say I really like the uh, the idea of being able to hover over a variable or create variable watch lists and being able to see those. I'm, that's not announcing anything that's coming right away, but I like that and I'd love to see it in Sojo. Certainly when I was uh, working on the Android debugger, there were a few things in there that I thought would be neat to hook up. And it was good for me to get in there and see how some of this stuff is hooked up to Zojo so that we have an idea of how we might go about hooking some of these things up in the future. But like anything else, I mean, each of us probably has a list of a thousand things we want to work on that, uh, you know, there's not enough time to do necessarily, but uh, improving the debugger is a, is a thing. We all want little tweaks here or there to, to make it more useful to everybody. Uh, let's see, Terry is asking if iOS will eventually support watch apps. No. <laughs> Travis, do you, do you have another, a longer answer to that? <laughs> well, my, my answer would be that, uh, well, I sometimes find things like tvOS and watchOS interesting, and they've become more similar in structure. They're still very, very different and just not as uh, high on the demand list. So I will say that technologically speaking, uh, you know, our compilation process, linking process, et cetera, could do it, but it just hasn't reached uh, high enough on our uh, priority list uh, to really dig into at this point. All right, that's a good way to add a lot of words to what I said. <laughs> All right. See, Mike S is asking about the uh, new user docs and some of the motivate motivations for the uh, change and new presentation of some of that. And uh, if you do want some background on that, uh, I'm going to recommend you make sure you watch uh, keynote number two that was posted yesterday on YouTube. And Jeff goes into some pretty good uh, details on why we went through that and some of the work that was involved in it. Uh, kind of in the middle of that. So uh, definitely give that a watch if you have some questions about that. All right, uh, here's a Linux question. I guess we know who that's probably gonna end up going to. Uh, what are the thoughts about GTK3 and GTK4? And is that something we think we would need to move to? William? Uh, at some point, I'm sure we will. Um, but from my understanding, most distros still include GK3, so we're, we're good for now. 
Um, but it is on our, if not on a roadmap, at least um, on my radar. <laughs> so, um, and I'm hopeful that this transition uh, goes as smoothly as our transition from GK2 to 3. Obviously, there are some uh, things that had to be redone, but um, with GK4, I have not seen anything uh, substantial that we need to rework, but uh, it is on, is our plan to upgrade at some point. All right, I'm just clicking on the ones here we've answered already. I don't know if that makes them visible or not, but. All right, uh, now I can go back through the list here. All right, Andres has a, uh, not really a specific question, but a question regarding URL connection. He was having some difficulties with it, ended up having to switch to curl. Um, and wondering if we have any thoughts on improvements to that particular class. Probably a little hard to talk to that right now. Um, URL connection, just for background, kind of passes through to the OS um, routines for talking uh, to internet connections. So unlike something like curl, which is a specific library. Um, so, I mean, if there are specific issues you're having related to that, obviously we'd want to know uh, specifics with feedback cases, examples, that sort of thing. So we can look into it and see if that's a, an issue with how we're, you know, passing the commands onto the OS or if it's OS specific or something like that, but hard to say otherwise right now. All right, uh, let's see here. Byron is asking about something Jeff uh, briefly mentioned in one of the keynote videos regarding improvements uh, to the list box and any insights that we're able to share. Um, I'll let uh, Javier talk a little bit about that. We don't really have improvements to the list box though. We're working on a, a new control for some point in the future. But Javier, I don't think you've actually had a chance to say anything. So I'll let you talk a little bit about some of the work you've done looking into this. Well, we are working in the grid control, mainly for, for desktop. We started to do some tests on MacOS Linux Windows, but uh, it's not at the point we can show or demo the, the control. It looks really promising. But it's still, we have to, to do a lot of work to, to be able to show you the way we think you want to use it with all the flexibility you, you can expect from a grid control. Zoom makes me do a lot of clicking. I apologize. All right, uh, let's see. Martin here is asking about uh, the status of something that I'm not sure if it's still on the roadmap or used to be, but uh, interops. 
we uh, we had to, we talked about in the past interrupts for iOS and maybe even for Android at some point in the early Android R and D stages. Uh, Travis, anything you want to say about interrupts? Oh, I will say that um, we still want to make the process of operating system calls that aren't part of our framework easier. Um, there's been some internal discussion about what shape that might take, maybe even a code assistant instead of pre-done interrupts trying to cover the entire surface. But uh, the spirit of interrupts, if not interrupts themselves, certainly uh, lives on. And we do intend to deliver something that will make operating system calls even easier for people. All right. Uh, XDev, that's probably Mark, is asking, um, and I, I imagine this is still on the roadmap or not, but uh, is there anything we can say about something regarding the ability to write Zojo plugins using Zojo itself? And I mean, all I can say is we've got some design documents on that, but not much in the way of uh, things that we've implemented or tested just yet. Um, I don't know, Travis or William, you have any commenting on that? Uh, just that uh, we have taken those a bit further internally in the sense that we've tested uh, LVM bitcode um, and the equivalent for Android, which is not LVM bitcode. Um, but uh, that has gotten uh, pushed down a bit, I think, from where it used to be on the roadmap, just because we've had more demand for other features. And of course, then we've reprioritized those. Uh, but personally, I really want to make Zojo plugins in Zojo. It would make certain things that I do easier. So I'm uh, looking forward to that bubbling up and finishing off that work. All right, uh, let's see here. Well, this question from Byron starts with the, the word when. We don't generally answer when, but he's asking, when is 64-bit support coming for the Raspberry Pi? And uh, yeah, we don't answer when, but what does that mean? What is 64-bit support for the Raspberry Pi? So uh, I don't know. I'm going to let William talk a little bit about what that means. It's, it's probably talking about 64-bit ARM support because there are support 64-bit Linux um, x86 64-bit apps. Um, so what we need to do is get our um, frameworks uh, ready for 64-bit uh, ARM support on Raspberry Pi. Um, and this is a task that's on our radar um, in our immediate future, actually. So um, all I can say is we are definitely going to work on it pretty soon. And if you did watch Jeff's second keynote or maybe even the first keynote, I think there is a slide in there mentioning that that is something we are are looking into. So uh, yeah, I, I think Raspberry Pi only officially uh, added a 64-bit OS. Was it earlier this year, Travis, or late last year? Oh yeah, it was within the last month or two that yeah. it came out of beta. It's been in beta a while and we've been monitoring it and playing with it for a while, waiting for it to go production, which it has now. So as William said, stay tuned.
All right. Uh, there's a few questions on here. Uh, let's see, regarding feedback and the web-based version of feedback. Anything we want to say about that, Travis? Oh, just that we're actively working on what the future of case and bug reporting with Sojo will be. We don't have anything to announce right now, but we're certainly working on that area. All right. Timing will work good. We got just about maybe five minutes left and I just get a handful of questions here. I'm sorting through. All right, Jay is just pointing out some clarification on one of his API two questions. Uh, let's see here. Are they ones that need to be taken care of soon? And is there a list of what uh, has specifically been deprecated. I don't think we have a specific list anywhere of things that were deprecated in the API 2 transition. I, I'm not aware of such a list. But generally, the, the answer remains the same for stuff that's deprecated right now. We don't have any specific things that are deprecated that are, I don't know, slated for immediate removal or, or a quick removal, certainly not in the API 2 transition, and even for stuff that's not in the API 2 transition. Um, so I'm sorry, I don't have a more specific answer for you there, but if there, if there are uh, some specific things you're asking about, you know, feel free to shoot a question off to customer support or post in the forum or, you know, create a case or something like that, and we can have someone dig into it and see if there's a, some more guidance that we can provide that would be helpful for you. Uh, right. And let's see, Martin is asking about, uh, I'm not sure I understand Martin's question as I read this. <laughs> Will Zojo move away from the one control for all platforms paradigm to give user a bit more flexibility on the platform they want? Um, well, I mean, we don't have one control for all platforms when you move in between desktop, web, and mobile. We do like to keep uh, one control on the main platform. So if you've got, you know, a control on window, you know, on desktop, it would be the same control you would use on Windows or Mac or Linux. From time to time, we can have a control that would be specific to one of the platforms. But that's really more of an exception. That's not really something we're moving towards. Uh, I can think of right now on mobile, we've got that exception with the table. There's a separate table for iOS and Android. And that's mostly just because those two things work very, very differently right now on those two platforms. And coming up with a design that attempts to like take those two things and abstract it out and come up with one that works uh, the same across both is just a pretty big project. So we wanted to like, you know, at least get uh, basic table functionality out first. Oh, and he clarified that as I was talking to ask about maybe controls that are only available on one platform that but could be useful, such as say a popover control 
that's available on, say, macOS or Linux, but not on Windows? Would we ever consider adding such a control, uh, even though it might not have an equivalent? I personally haven't thought about that much. Yeah. <laughs> Travis, thoughts? Oh, yeah. I mean, we we do that in some cases already where there's a control that you that only makes sense on a particular platform. So, and when you think of a popover, um, yeah, I mean, I'm in favor of having a popover right inside of Zojo, even if it's not natively supported on all three desktop platforms. Hmm. Yeah, that's a good point. I suppose, you know, something like the, we got a tray item control or something that's only good on Windows, maybe Linux, I don't know, but it's not applicable on Mac right now. So I guess these things pop up on occasion if the control warrants it. All right. Uh, I'll go with this last question here from Anthony before we have to wrap up so that we can get prepped for the Hangout, which is coming up next uh, on the hour. There's going to be a group Hangout. This uh, has been a webinar, so it's different than a Zoom meeting. The Hangout is a Zoom meeting, so you know everyone will show up. You'll get to show your pictures if you want and talk if you want and that sort of thing. We're going to have some breakout rooms to allow people to uh, jump in and uh, talk and uh, be a whole different sort of thing than uh, you just seeing the five of us up here staring at you or whatever it looks like on your end. So Anthony's uh, final question here uh, is kind of broad. I don't know how specific we want to get into it, but it's on the roadmap. Uh, he said, what sort of improvements is Zojo considering for the IDE navigation uh, revamp that is mentioned on the roadmap? And you know, that, that continues to evolve. We have a lot of design documents and discussions regarding that. Um, I mean, obviously, you know, the, the navigator design with the navigator on the left, uh, we, we generally have been trying to come up with ways to optimize that and make that more efficient. Um, so it all kind of revolves around that more than anything, I think. Uh, but like I said, you know, we have designs that keep changing. Uh, not, we've done some research on that in certain branch builds, but nothing that uh, is ready to get pushed out into anything for testing anytime soon. Um, anything further you want to add to that, Travis? I was just going to say, you'll probably see on something broad like that on the roadmap as it boils up, that'll be broken down into more specific items as we uh, decide what those are and those branches that Paul mentioned mature a bit. Yeah, so sadly, I can't say, oh, we're doing X, Y, and Z right there. That's that's more of a broader thought experiment at this point. <laughs> All right, and that takes me to the about the time window uh, that uh, I was hoping we would hit. So again, I want to thank everyone for their questions, and I want to thank Travis and Javier and William and Ricardo for popping in here and taking questions, and we will see you all soon in the Zojo Hangout. So until then, have a great afternoon.